Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. Adrian Von Arx here alongside my friend and co-host, Carrie Egler, and we are fired up about today's episode. We are talking all things print on demand. What is it? Why you need it? And we are even going to challenge a lot of the skeptics on their objections for it. So this is a very juicy, jam-packed episode full of gems. Make sure you listen to the entire thing. You will not regret it. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Print on Demand Playbook podcast. In today's episode, I'm super excited because this is something that Carrie and I are extremely passionate about. We are going to talk all about print on demand and the many, many benefits of it. In short, print on demand is low risk, low cost, and the fastest way to start an online t-shirt business or a print on demand business. And we're just going to kind of dive in a little bit more in the benefits and discuss that in a little more detail for anyone that is unfamiliar of all the benefits or they're new to print on demand. So hopefully you guys find this super valuable. Um, but before we do that, Carrie, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's up, dude? I am very good. It is yeah. uh, 2023, 2023. Yes. New it's wild. year energy. What's uh? How was your How was your New Year's? What'd you get up to, dude? Uh, it was the typical old man New Year's. It was like, uh, <laughs> I stayed at home. We did my uh, my wife and I and my kids. We did some sparklers. We went and got nice. some like little bunt cakes to celebrate. Nice. We put the kids to bed early. We ordered Wingstop, DoorDash. Like we just had a chill night. We did stay up until nice. 12. We made it, but uh, super chill. You did or didn't? We made it till 12. We made oh, it. Oh, you made it. Okay. 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 It's, it. it's, we slept it's in, hard, man. Like we slept into like way. 10. It was. Yeah. Yeah. But That's it was awesome. good. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I would say I'm like full steam ahead in 2023. Like I am. I'm so pumped. I, I just automatically Dude. get that new year energy. Yeah, same. I, same. I don't know what it is. Like I know people are like, oh, new year's resolutions are so cheesy and nobody ever completes them. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> with you. I think they're cheesy, but mm -hmm. I still, every year I get new year energy. I get pumped for just like totally. getting healthy, growing the business, like all those things. I love uh, the new year. Yeah, no, you? you're. It, it's something about the the deadline, the date, like yeah. you and I both, we are big advocates and preachers of like, take action now, take massive action and stay consistent. And technically January 1st is just any, like any other day, you could start mm -hmm. a resolution on literally any day of the year. And we push people for that. However, there is just something about that next year, the 2023 that you're like, okay, this is the year, like you like, you know, me, I like to set my goals. I like to visit them throughout the year. And even though I like to pride myself on taking action all throughout the year, I still set my goals right around this time. Like literally last Sunday, Absolutely. my wife and I were at a coffee shop here in Phoenix and we were goal setting. We were setting our goals for 2023. And when you do that, it gets you even more fired up because mm -hmm. now it's on paper. It's visible. You're like in this year, in 2023, I'm going to accomplish all these things. It, I totally know what you mean. Like the new year energy is real and I think people should harness it. Why, why not? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that people should take like massive action throughout the year. But like, if this is, if you get that new year energy, harness that momentum. Oh, for sure, man. For All sure. I'm it. with you. Let's dive into this, man. Benefits of yeah. print on demand. There's a bajillion of them. There's and so uh, I hope that, you know what I hope for this episode I hope that the haters and the skeptics out there that we can maybe turn them to the to the light side of print on demand because mm. I know on my videos like I constantly get comments from haters of just like print on demand sucks and doesn't um, work <laughs> doesn't work you can't make money with it or it's right. bad quality and I do want to dive into some of those things and if those are yeah. valid concerns today but I, I really I just really print on demand has changed my life. Like it's Same. changed your life, right? It it, yep, it really totally. has changed my life. Mm -hmm. And um and, and so any it's it's just stupid. Any of the haters that like say it doesn't work, I'm like, no, like it's changed my life. Like it works. Right. Like you're telling you're no you're, you're speaking to the converted. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
just because it didn't work for someone, assuming they even tried, which in a lot of times they don't try. They like heard from a friend or they research online about people who didn't have successful experiences with it. The number one reason people aren't successful, one of, what I believe is one of the number one reasons is because they quit too early. Like there were tons 100%. of times where I could have quit. I wanted to quit, but I stuck with it. And eventually I saw success. And then I was able to replicate that success. And you hear that story over and over again. But it's just so interesting because these people say these comments like, oh, it doesn't work. And it's like, okay, even if you did try it and you didn't have success, one, that doesn't mean it doesn't work. And secondly, you're telling people who it's worked for. Like, I'm sorry, but like, like that to me seems kind of insane. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't yeah. go up to someone really wealthy and say, oh, you can't build wealth in America. It's like, they're, they're literally or, like, no, I've already done it would it. be like, like you know? it would be like specifically saying you can't build wealth the way that you've done it. You can't, right. you can't make money in the stock market. Well, I've made right. millions of dollars in the stock market. It's like, what? exactly. It just doesn't work. Right. So, I mean, and I don't say this braggadociously, but like me, right. just me and you have made multiple millions of dollars with yes. print on demand. Like it yep. has fundamentally changed everything. And we're not saying that's profit. Like I'm not saying that to, 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 tote, right. to give us big heads. It's just like, yes, it works. It, it absolutely works. And it's yeah. just a business model. It's not like, it's not a product, right? Like a product can stop working. Right. Print on demand is just a way that you that you sell products. It's a it's it's a fulfillment process. So right. unless t-shirts stop selling or whatever, any of these products, like print on demand will still be a viable option. And so, you know, that's like drop shipping. People are like drop shipping right. doesn't work. It's like the customer doesn't know it's drop shipping. It's that's just a fulfillment method. Like right. It's the product that's good right. or the marketing. Like it's it's not the fulfillment. So, anyways, so go ahead, man. Yeah. Number one. I mean, maybe What's we should start one? with the definition. What's yeah, that? There you go. No, go. The, the definition would be great. Yeah, I was just thinking. You know, for anyone who this is totally new, they're like, okay, what is it though? <laughs> um, we'll start with the definition, and then we'll jump into kind of like the benefits that we've kind of laid out. Which there's so many more. I think that these are just kind of like the biggest ones that we thought of. So. So print on demand, also known as POD and sometimes known as drop shipping or made to order, it allows you to start a semi-automated business by outsourcing the fulfillment process to a print on demand company. So that is a third party that does all your fulfillment for you. That means anytime an order is placed on your website, this company will automatically receive the order, then print, pack, and ship it to your customers on your behalf. What I love about this is that, you know, I became an entrepreneur to create more freedom in my life. I wanted freedom of time, location, and finances. And immediately print on demand, when I started seeing success, was able to give me that freedom of location and the freedom of time. Because I'm not having to print an order within 24 hours of it being placed. And I don't need to be here in Phoenix. I could, I could literally be across the world in the Philippines, and I'm still making sales, and they're still getting fulfilled. So these, we'll talk about that more, but I mean, this is just such an incredible process. And like you said, it's a process. Like someone saying print on demand doesn't work. It's like, well, it doesn't work if you don't have designs that people want, if you don't sell products yeah. people want, but like, it's not the print on demand. It's, it's your designs or your products or your marketing or your website. Like there's, it's these other items, you know, these other, these other things that are causing the yeah. generally causing the lack of results. Um, but essentially by outsourcing these tasks, you'll have a lot more time. This is what I love about it too. You have a lot more time to spend on the revenue generating activity, such as creating new designs, posting content, marketing your products, creating ads. Like those are the things that are actually going to drive the sales. So mm -hmm. I love, like, I love elimination, outsourcing, or automating as many things as possible. So this was like the perfect business model for me. And my plan was always to travel the world while I was doing this business. And it allowed me to do that. It still allows me to do that. So in a nutshell, print on demand, it's low risk, low cost, fastest way to start a t-shirt business. That's what I have to say about that. What? Woo! I need the button that's like, yeah, <laughs> um, you already got me fired up, but <laughs> just to add very quickly to that is that like the biggest time suck of having a 
not only any uh, a physical product business, but a apparel business. We're talking about t-shirts and that kind of thing. Mm. The biggest time suck is printing, packaging, shipping the items. It takes mm-hmm. forever. And mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to do it yourself, it's a huge time commitment. Um, it's tiring. It's, it's long hours. It can be all of those things. Plus the skills you have to learn on top of that. Plus the investment in, uh, in machines and different things like that printers and all, I mean, all the supplies, like, I just want everybody to know how big of a hurdle that is. And so to have something like print on demand where you can just say, do it for me. And you don't have to invest any of that time or money. And mm-hmm. on top of that, which we're about to talk about, it's free. It doesn't yeah. cost anything. Which, which was crazy wild. when I first heard about it. I was like, there's no yeah. way this is a free service. There's just no way. Like, mm-hmm. how are these print-on-demand companies making any money? But I mean, you know, they take the production costs when you mm-hmm. make a sale. It's a win-win for everybody, really. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so yeah, let's dive into the, to really the list and, and kind of breaking those yeah. down. I, I just want to say one more thing. Like, you know, an, another thing to keep in mind is like, all that printing, packing, shipping, that is not hot, in my opinion, that is not high value activity. Like if you were to outsource that, you could probably hire a friend or family member for $10 an hour to do that. Do you think that's the best use of your time? If you have a winning design and you're crushing it, do you really think the best use of your time is to be printing all these shirts? No, it's, it's to be marketing your winning product. You should be getting it everywhere, all over the internet, setting up ads, Mm -hmm. sending emails. You know what I mean? Like that is not the best use of your time. And like time is money. Like you need to put an hourly rate on your time. Like an hour running ads is much more valuable or an hour doing marketing is much more valuable than an hour printing shirts. It becomes your own big bottleneck. Like I have a friend who saw really early success uh, she started her company in 2020, grew it to a million dollars with print on demand. Um, I think within the first like one to two years and, um, for a while, uh, I forget if she started with print on demand or she printed her own shirts, but, um, she did both and at different times. And when she was printing her own shirts, she was so squeezed for time. And by the way, she was working a full-time job at the same time. So she was working a full-time job, then coming home and like printing shirts. Um, and she was just getting crazy amounts of orders, as you can imagine, when you go from zero to a million in like 18 months. Um, and she had to like get her family. She had to hire people like to come in and like help her print stuff just to get it out. And like, it can lead to a bad customer experience if you're taking too long. And then those people don't come back. There's just, it can be like very problematic. And, you know, a lot of people, when they start out, they'll buy their own heat press and they'll buy their transfers. Um, and they'll be like, Oh, you know, this is where I'm going to start. And, and that's totally cool. Like I'm not hating on it, but like, one thing to know is like, if you hit a winning design and you scale that like crazy, man, your life is going to get miserable. Whereas print on demand, like when I have winning designs, it's essentially no extra work. Like the more I sell and you don't sell out. That's the thing. Like these people are holding all the blanks. The print on demand companies are holding all the blanks. So you're not selling out. That's like one, another issue. If you're selling your own shirts, if you sell out really quick, then there's like that lag time to get your products back on. And that like delays things and, and affects sales and stuff like that. So we'll talk more about this as we go through, but I just wanted to like kind of mention that. Yeah, that's yeah. I agree. I agree. Keep moving on. (laughs) Um, Do you want me to just start off with number one here? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. All right. So we're going to talk about I've got six here. Like I was thinking we'd just go back and forth. Feel free to add any others onto that, Carrie. But I have a couple, um, I have a couple below that that I've and I and I also cool. want to talk a little bit about what the haters would say when after we go through the benefits. Sure, sure. Sounds good. Um, okay, so number one, it is very low risk since one, you're not holding any inventory, and two, you don't pay for any products until you've made a sale. Like this is as low risk as it gets. 
if you want to start a t-shirt business 20 years ago, which I assume print on demand wasn't around back then, maybe it was, but let's say 20 years ago, print on demand didn't exist. You would have to first purchase a bunch of blanks, make that upfront investment. And then you would have to pay to have them printed. And then you would have to store them somewhere, probably at your own place. And then you'd have to find a way to sell them, recuperate your costs, and then make a profit. So you don't see, you know, you, first of all, it takes a while just to break even. You're in the red right out of the gate. And it takes a while to break even. And then you you want to hope that you can get to profitability so that you can invest in more and buy more. I mean, print on demand just takes all that risk away. They're holding all the inventory. Like you don't pay for anything once the sale is made. They will take the production fee and then you will make the remaining profit. I mean, that is just a massive benefit in my opinion and about as good as it gets, really. Uh, the only How thing I would add to that- can you start without putting like a thousand or a couple thousand dollars yeah. up front? There's just not many out there. Yeah, and the, the only thing I would add to that that's that maybe you don't think about because what you just said is you're ordering all these blanks uh, up front, right? And you're having to have them printed and all that kind of stuff with print on demand. Another thing that, you know, you don't think about is you only have to pay for the sizes that you sell the, yes. the actual sizes, right? So when you mm -hmm. order your own blanks, you have to guess, like, I hope I sell 15 larges. I hope I yeah. sell 10 smalls, but what inevitably, inevitably happens is 10, 20% or more of that inventory becomes wasted that you can yeah. never sell because you mis you miscalculated or just you were just guessing on the sizes. And so that just sits and you just lose that money. And that's added cost that you can't yeah. recoup. And I've been I've been a victim of that. Uh, and I have Damn. just mountains of t-shirts that I've never sold. And mm -hmm. um, because the, the design just goes dry, right? The design, mm -hmm. it's like oh, this isn't the hot design anymore. Mm -hmm. What do I do with all these sizes? And you just can't sell them. With print on demand, you only pay when you make a sale, which means you only right. have to pay for the large that you sell or the small that you sell or the XL. Right. And, and that's a big, big advantage. Yeah, I know. It's so true. I actually run a hybrid model, as you know. So for mm -hmm. my business, what we do is we reward our winning design. So we start everything with print on demand. And then if a winning design takes off, we take the profits and we invest it into a local screen printer here in Phoenix. And then we have it warehoused through a 3PL third-party logistics called Rakuten Super Logistics. And then every time someone places an order, that sends out to them. So there's some benefits to that, of course, like you know, screen printing, I really like the quality. A lot of people really like the quality of screen mm -hmm. printing. It's a little bit different than direct to garment. Um, and it just gets to the customer super fast and the profit margins are a bit better, but it's a lot riskier. Like I only do that once the concept has been proven and we've made enough money to invest in a large, you know, put $5,000 down to make a, you know, to get it locally screen printed and shipped over to Houston where our warehouse is. So, yeah. I mean- like we're we're making those huge investments, which would be really risky if we didn't already have that proof of concept. So even if people do want to do a screen printing model or eventually want to get there, I always say like test before you invest. Like do it on print on demand. See how I'm it goes. stealing that. Because I'm stealing that. By the way, do it. Take it, man. But like if if the design, like you know, if the design, uh, if you create a design screen printed and it doesn't take off, you're stuck like in the red. You're burdened with with inventory that doesn't sell, and you're you're out money. But print on demand, like test it out, make sure. We all think our well, a lot of the times we think our designs are going to crush it. Like I'm sure you've had designs, and I had designs where I'm like, oh yeah, this is the one, and you would like put money on that that was going to be the winning design, and then it totally flops. And I'm so glad that I have this. <laughs> it's process always not in the one place. you think. Yeah. Right. I'm so yeah. glad I have this process in place where like, even if I think it's going to crush it, it first needs to prove itself on print on demand. Like I will not let myself just place an order if it hasn't proven itself on print on demand because I'm not a psychic. You're not a psychic. Like we can't predict it. So many times I've been way off, like designs that I thought were going to totally crush it. Like we're like, it was like crickets, like didn't sell a single one. And then designs that I was like, oh man, I was hesitant. I was like, ah, oh, this doesn't really seem on brand. I don't know if my customers are going to like this. And surprisingly, they love it. And it becomes one that we screen print. And I'm like, how though, right? Mm -hmm. It's 
you just never know. So that's another, yeah, just another thing I wanted to mention. <laughs> yeah. Number two you've got here is uh, it's low cost since you don't need to make any money, uh, any upfront investments in products or expensive printing equipment, not to mention you mm -hmm. don't need to rent an office, a warehouse, any extra storage space. I think we've, I think we pretty much covered that. Like you don't need yeah. any of those things, right? You don't need, yeah. Uh, you, you don't need to have a, a a room in your house that you store inventory. You don't need to buy screen printing equipment or transfers or heat mm -hmm. press. Like you don't need any of that stuff. And there, there's one thing I want to say about that, because I do feel like quite a few of, I don't know if you call them haters or whatever, just deniers, whatever you want to call them. There's people that'll be like, oh, like that it doesn't, you know, it costs more because you have to pay the fulfillment company more. And they're right. In the sense that, yes, you pay more for a print-on-demand shirt than you would if you had it locally screen printed. However, let's say that you never made a single sale and you ordered 500 of these cheaper shirts from a local screen printer and you you start out like minus hundreds, maybe a thousand dollars or a couple thousand dollars versus print-on-demand, like you don't, you haven't lost anything. You know, you mm -hmm. haven't lost any money if you don't make any sales. So I think that there's like some people get confused by that. And they, they, they say comments like, oh, it's, it's way more expensive. What are you talking about? And it's like, you're assuming you're making sales and a lot of like the designs yeah. don't make any sales. So this is, this is the safer, lower risk, like lowest cost out of the gate option. I, I always, I always also think like when they say that with that, with that thing, like, oh, it, it costs more what actually is your time worth? What do you value your time at? Because even if yeah. you're having it locally, even if you are having it locally screen printed, um, you're still going to have to fold every single t-shirt and mm -hmm. print every single label and buy all the supplies and put it in a, uh, put it in a bag and mm -hmm. seal the bag and then take it to the post office or have them do a and pickup. Your gas and time. Yeah. And you're, yeah. And it's like, what is your time worth? Because I would mm -hmm. argue as a business owner of any kind of business your, your, your time is very valuable. It's high value. Right. I right. mean, minimum 50 to a hundred dollars minimum per hour as a mm -hmm. business owner. Yeah. You have to think, uh, it's not worth your time to do that in most cases. So yeah, when you're starting, yeah. no, I, I completely agree. And, and, you know, again, not hating on the people that print their own shirts. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I do think at some point, you're going to want to kind of do an assessment on your time. And, you know, a lot of the really successful print-on-demand business owners, they're not spending their time printing, packing, and shipping. They're just not. They're they're spending their time on revenue generating activity, like mm -hmm. creating marketing campaigns, creating content, connecting, collaborating with other influencers and content creators out there, like testing ads. They're doing all these other things that you're unfortunately don't, you don't have the bandwidth to do because you've taken on this hugely time intensive, intensive aspect of the business that's keeping you back from doing that kind of stuff, especially when you start seeing success. Oh man, it, it almost becomes, it, it almost becomes worse for you, the more success you have. And like, we don't want that for you. You don't want that for you. You know what I mean? This should be an exciting experience as you grow and print on demand. It's just, I know that we're going to talk about the scalability of print on demand, but man, like it just makes scaling so much easier. And it's the mm -hmm. only way I've been able to have the success I have, because like, if I was doing this all myself, like there's no way we would have been able to sell that much. Just the volume that we were selling, we needed print on demand. We couldn't have done it without, without it. So, and the, 100%. and the lack of resources, it was usually just me or me and maybe one other person, you know what I mean? Yeah. We didn't have the bandwidth for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. I'll take number three here. Um, it's a huge time saver since the fulfillment process is completely outsourced. So I think we already kind of hit this one home, but for sure. you know, me, I'm always looking for ways to automate, eliminate, or outsource tasks and really hone in on my zone of genius. You, you're really good at this too, Carrie, like focusing your time on high, you know, revenue generating activity, and then usually what I'll do, like the first thing I outsource when I started putting on my business is customer support. It's just like the 100%. first thing, like no questions asked. 
I am not responding to emails. Not that I don't want to. It's just that it's not a high value task in my opinion. And your time would be better spent creating new designs and doing marketing and stuff like that. And then the other one that I outsource for right around the same time is social media moderation, because it is important to be communicating with your customers on social media. And I think a lot of people leave a ton of money on the table by not doing it. And I get it. It's like really hard to keep up with all these comments, but there's a lot of buyer intent comments. There's people asking questions. And like, if you're not responding, how are they going to feel about your brand? It's probably a brand that they haven't heard about before. And they're kind of just thinking to themselves like, oh, like I just asked a sizing question and they didn't even answer it. They didn't respond. Like, should I trust this company? Or like, that was not a good experience for them. And so I've always been really big on responding to as many as many social media comments as possible. But man, as like a product man seller, it's really hard for you to do. Um, and so this just, you know, allows you to, like those are just things that you can outsource just like print on demand is outsourced so that you can focus on the higher value activity. I feel like I went on a bit of a rant there, but I just wanted to share that because okay. um, it's something that I think is really important. <laughs> and I hope other people so think that's important. The next one we have on the list here, number four uh, is a good one. Allows you to easily test and sell a huge and ever growing variety of products. So I've been in print on demand for five-ish years, maybe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I think you've right around that time or maybe a little bit longer than that. 16, yeah. Yeah, like, so this is one of the things that I've seen just explode over the last four or five years is mm -hmm. the amount of products. And, you know, we could we could get, we could go on forever about all the different kinds of products because there's some weird, crazy products out there now. Yeah. Um, and even just in the apparel category, I mean, now you can do leggings and you can do dry shoes. fit stuff and shoes and, um, addresses, right. And yep. like things like that, Socks. I mean, just amazing. And then you get into like the super odd stuff, which I always have trouble thinking of all these, but there's things like coasters, right. And, oh, and yeah, like so many things, grandfather clocks and like, just like crazy <laughs> stuff, like metal skateboards, wall like what's that? Skateboards. skateboards skateboards yoga mats like literally it seems like almost anything like printful alone has over 600 products that you can print on demand and like printful has a whole bunch as well and then there's all these other print on demand companies on top of that like it's so crazy and and you know it's crazy like maybe someone starts in print on demand and they say oh i want to do i want to do like an online t-shirt business and they do an online t-shirt business. And then maybe because print on demand gives them these other products that they can easily just throw up and test right away, they test something like hats, which is actually my best-selling product of all time. And That's a lot awesome. of a lot of clothing brands don't even sell them. Um, I don't know why, um, but I always tell people like, give them a try. Like they've been hugely successful for us. Our best-selling product of all time was a hat. It still crushes it to this day. And I just, you know, like if we didn't have print on demand, we wouldn't have tested hats. We would have just stuck with apparel, but print on demand gives you other options. And there's times where you can like literally drop these any time of the year you want, but there's also times where it really makes sense. Like close to the holidays, we always do like a gift shop and we get experimental there. We drop a gift shop and we try new product types and stuff because it's the holidays. Everyone's shopping and, you know, if they like something on a t-shirt, maybe they'll also like it on a mug or, or a beanie or something like that. That's a really um, cool idea. But Yeah. But like a lot of people, they might actually see that another product outsells the initial product that they wanted to sell. And maybe at that point, they make a business decision to kind of pivot and be like, maybe we should focus on this product. It's more profitable. More people are buying it. Like they could totally shift. And you can only do that testing without putting a bunch of money up front, really with print on demand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so much, so much we could add to that. There's I'll, only yeah. other thing I want to say was a lot of print on demand providers will specialize in a certain category, and that's something to look for, mm -hmm. right? Like there are these certain yeah. print on demand companies that will specialize in certain products, and sometimes that means you'll have a bigger selection of that type of product. So let's just hypothetically say, right. say there's a print on demand company that really specializes in hats. You might mm -hmm. go with that, hat, that hat POD 
and you might mm-hmm. have a way bigger selection of hats, you know, and, and that kind of thing. So yeah. that's something to look out for. But I also wanted to add that w- along with this point, what I think what, what I hope that you get out of this point is that this gives you access to this massive company that allows you to access all these products through them. Imagine mm-hmm. trying to get inventory or trying to get your hands on hundreds, over 600 products. Like none of mm-hmm. us could do that. None of us have the capital. None of us have the means um, right. or just the time it would take to source all of these manufacturers and create accounts with all of them. And then all the different websites you have to go to, you can yeah. literally just tap into a, I mean, we're talking about print with Printful, Printify and some of these really big print on I mean, multi-billion dollar companies that you can just tap mm-hmm. into their network of mm-hmm product suppliers, you know, automatically. And that's just, that's just something that a small business owner can't do on their own. And these companies allow you to do that. And it is, it is just amazing. It's also, yeah. And this, so this, this point I'm going to make is kind of going in, I'm just getting ahead of myself because I'm so excited, but like this this is kind of going into the next point. But another thing that I love about it is generally when, whenever I have a winning design, um, if it's winning and taking off, the one of the first things I do and recommend others do is like put it on other products. If you have a slogan that's totally crushing it on a t-shirt, you don't think people are going to want it on a hoodie or a hat or, you know, leggings, something else like on a mug, like you could literally put it on so many things. And that is a form of scaling. There's some people that might be like, oh, I love that slogan, but I don't like t-shirts or I don't like mugs or I don't like that t-shirt or I don't like that mug. If you give people options, a lot of times what you notice is your average order value goes up. People will buy, the same people will buy it on a t-shirt, a hoodie and a mug because they love it so much or they'll buy it as a gift for people. And there's just like more options. So like, just as a form of scaling, the fact that like, let's say you have a design, it takes off 24 hours later, you could have it on five new products and you could have it on your store. And all of a sudden it's a whole collection. You can't do that with like traditional ways of like, you know, of, of scaling. So that's another way that it can just like really help you take off and differentiate from people. Um, so Absolutely. that kind of goes into the next point. Um, was it you that said the last one or was it me? I forget now. I think it was me. I think, Go ahead. I think it was you. Yeah. So, so it kind of goes into the next point, which I'll say here, it's easily scalable since you have a huge variety of products to sell immediately and can sell hundreds or even thousands of items in a short period of time without having to worry about running out of stock. I can't tell you how many times I've run out of stock on my screen printer products. It happens all the time. This last year, we ran out of our best-selling product just before Black Friday. And we literally didn't have it until the last week of the year. Like we got it in stock, I think in the last week, like within this last week, we went the entire holiday period without having our best seller in stock. That's brutal. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if if we didn't have the issues that we had on that side, then that wouldn't have been an issue. And yes, we could have switched it over to print on demand temporarily, but we didn't really want to like mix things up because the design looks a little bit different screen printed than it does with DTG. And we didn't want some customers to get the DTG and some to get the screen printed and be like, why do these look different? So, um, but like with print on demand, that's not something you have to worry about. You don't have to worry about selling out or these long leg periods. And those leg periods can cost you a lot of money because you know, Carrie, like when you have a winning design, it's not going to win forever. Like Mm -hmm. it gets ad fatigue. Like you get copycats out there who are like undercutting you on price and just stealing your designs. Like you have like a finite time to really maximize how much you can get out of there. And the earlier you can scale up, the more you're going to make. And so those lag periods can be brutal. Like one, two, three weeks during your prime scaling time before there's copycats and before like people can find this design anywhere else. Um, Yeah. It's just so it's such a critical time to be well stocked. So, yeah. Yeah. The last one that you've got here, I think we've, I think we've kind of 
beat a dead horse a little bit. It doesn't totally. require your physical presence or that you spend time printing, packaging, shipping orders. This gives you that freedom of time and location. You can literally mm-hmm. do it from anywhere, right? Like mm-hmm. you can do it from anywhere. You can do it from a laptop. You don't need a factory. You don't need uh, fulfillment or, or any of that. So I'll move to, I'll move to really the one, one more. I had a couple, but we've hit on them. So the one that I just want to talk about, one that I've personally experienced is, is I think is a huge benefit. Maybe it doesn't get talked about enough is that how quickly you can get to market with new products and specifically mm. against your competitors. This is something that I experienced uh, pretty early on is that yeah. all of my competitors in my niche were printing their own stuff. And I had this huge advantage with print on demand because if a, we all know, if you're listening to this, you know, if something is trending, if you can capitalize on that trend in that moment, kind of, kind of like what, what you just talked about, Adrian, of like having this window of time with a trend that you can jump on a trend and it's just like, boom, takes off like a rocket ship. Sometimes you can't do that when you're printing your own products, because if you think about everything you have to go through, you have to come up with the design you have to have the designer make it. And then you have to order the blanks and then you have to print them yourself or have them printed. If you're Working with the local screen printer, they might say, well, it's going to be a two week, two weeks before we can do that run, mm-hmm. a week before we can do that run. Then you get them back. Now you can list them on your website because you actually have the inventory for sale. Um, so that can take a long time. And what I noticed early on was that my something would happen in my niche and my competitors, it would sometimes take them two or three weeks to have a new design up on their website to kind mm-hmm. of capitalize on that trend. I mm-hmm. could get it up in an hour or less, right? All I had to do oh. was come up with the design and then boom, it's up on my website because with print on demand, they could print that. I could sell one in an hour after that event happened and it would work, right? Like it was being printed yeah. and sent to my customer. So that's just a totally. massive benefit, uh, especially on the competitive landscape of how you can just get, you can just capitalize quickly on trends and, and different things. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. I, yeah, you're preaching to the converted here. I a hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> I've learned, I've, I've had that work for me really, really well. And I've learned the hard way when I screen printed some of my own stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk a little bit about what the haters would say? You want to talk about some of these? I'll, I'll be the haters sure. and, and you just, so let's just play a little game where I'll just come at you uh, like they do sure. in the comments. And, uh, and, and you'll tell me, tell me your answers. So sure. some, some hate, one of the big things that the haters would say is they would say, Adrian, print on demand is such low margin, dude. Like you, you can't make any money with print on demand. Cause like you're just paying so much for products. So like, there's no money to be made there. So funny. I feel like this is like speed dating. It's like, okay, I got to really quickly think of something, but like something <laughs> immediately comes to mind. The margins are only low. If you price your products low. Like that's the beautiful thing about print on demand. Like you literally get to choose your price. Like I, like there's so much concern with any about... business. Let's just, let's just take it to any business. If yeah. you have a business where you sell products, guess what? You make the price. You can You're sell it whatever you want. Exactly. So like that, that argument never makes sense to me from a logical standpoint. From what I, what I believe is that Everyone thinks because someone is selling a t-shirt for $10 or $15, they're like, oh, because there's one person or a couple of people out there selling these really cheap t-shirts, that means no one will buy my t-shirts for more. That is the biggest load of crap. Like that is absolutely untrue. I I created like a TikTok about this where I went on a rant about why you oh, should man. never compete on price. Our cheapest t-shirt on my seven figure clothing brand is $38 and we make tons of sales. But the thing is, you just need to like increase your perceived value. If you think you're going to throw up some like, like, you know, some really poor looking website and you have like poor mock-ups and you have poor customer service and poor marketing, of course, you're not going to be able to sell that price point. If you want to sell at a higher price point, you should try to elevate other areas, but you can beat out those 10 and $15 t-shirt sellers on so many different areas, just advertising Mm -hmm. alone, like having you investing in advertising to get the exposure, to be in front of people that see your t-shirt and say, Oh my God, I love that. 
Those people that are spending, that are selling 10 or $15 t-shirts, usually they can't afford ads. They're banking on someone Googling that design and then them coming up in the search or something like that. But like, there are so many reasons why that argument has never made sense to me, but just the most blatant, like from a purely logical standpoint, it's only low margin if you set low prices. And I do not think you should set low prices. I'm hugely Absolutely. against that. Yeah, you man, you're you're so spot on about about just adding more value, right? Like add more value to your business, right? Have yeah. a better return policy, have a better presentation, uh, quality, um so many things you can add additional items to the bundle, to additional yeah. benefits to being a part of your business. I mean, there's so many different things you can do. And one other thing I would add to the low margin argument is I just did a video on print on demand jewelry that the markup is 300 to 400%. Like That's crazy. I know we talked That's we talk crazy. about t-shirts a lot and I love t-shirts yeah. like t-shirts are my bread and butter but like right. t-shirts are not the as we've talked about in this podcast episode t-shirts are not the only product that you can sell and there are right. products that have huge margins with print on demand mm -hmm. specifically some of this jewelry i mean you're you're buying it from the print on demand company in this case the video i made was on awkward styles they just released oh. new jewelry and these print on demand products these jewelries are like $13 and you could easily sell them at 50 60 70 for this customized pieces like amazing. it's insane it's insane amazing so, yeah you want to hit me with the next one or you want me to hit you with the next one what do you think um sure i'll hit you with the next one hit me uh, with the next one i'll have some thoughts on this too but you'll probably you'll probably say the same thing so um another question that you hear from the haters a lot is the shipping is very slow with print on demand yeah so there's yeah, I think there is a huge misconception that as small businesses that we have to be Amazon. You do not totally. have to be Amazon Prime, okay? Right. Yes, Amazon Prime, two-day shipping, same-day shipping, whatever. You're not Amazon. Like we're not right. we don't have a multi-billion dollar network of our own drivers and our own trucks that can that can ship things like that. And, and you know what, Amazon planes that are flying packages across the world, like we don't have that. And I think that contrary to popular belief, customers don't have the expectation that it's going to be on their doorstep in two days when they're right. buying from a small business like ours. Um, right. But that being said, many print on demand providers and many of the, especially the more well-known or more, more big, bigger print on demand providers, a lot of them have 48 hour turnaround times. When you look mm -hmm. at a company like SPOD, Awkward Styles, mm -hmm. you know, Printful, these companies, like 48 hours, they have your item out the door on the way to the customer. At that point, it's it's USPS, it's UPS, you know, two, three days. So you're talking about, I think in most cases, I would say four to seven days, somewhere in that time frame. And mm -hmm. in my experience in selling tens of thousands of print-on-demand products, that is very, very acceptable and I, I mm -hmm. rarely, rarely, rarely ever have any issues, you know, with customers being like, this shipping is too slow. There might be the rare occasion where it's some crazy product that's a little bit harder to get or, or you know, something is lower stock or in, in one of those cases. But the last right. thing I would add, and I definitely want to hear your thoughts, is that the most important thing that you can do is set the proper expectations yes. with your customer. So I was just going to say. On the product yeah. page, right? On the product description. Yeah. This is how long it will take, five to seven right. business days or whatever the case may be. Having the emails go out that say your product has just shipped, right? And those kind of things mm -hmm. and just setting, setting, providing the tracking information, all those kind of things. If your customer can track their order or they are kept in the loop about when it's going to be there, there's no problems, right? They're not going to have any problems. A hundred percent agree. And just going on that point, like... When you're most of the time, when you get the customer pushback and the customer complaints, it's because expectations weren't set. So 100%. yes, if you tell them that they're going to get it in two days and they get it in 14 days, they're going to be rightfully upset. And that's totally legitimate. I will say there are a lot of times where they won't look at the, the time for delivery, although there are ways to like get it pretty much right in front of their face so that they can't miss it. And what you can do is you can always just go back to that. You know, if they come back and say, hey, where's my order? It's been five days. It's like, hey, sorry, you know, we're, we're working on your order. 
um, just so you know, um, as per our delivery um, notification, all of our orders generally are delivered within like 10 days, something like that. As long as the expectations are set, most of the time they won't be upset. And if they are, you did what you could. You set the expectation. There's people that complain about Amazon for different reasons too, even though expectations are set clearly. So well, you know, yeah, I 100%... Go ahead. Super quick. Just wanted to add to what you said there is like when you, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's under promise over deliver, right? Under promise yes. over deliver. When Amazon, like Amazon prime became famous because it was like on your doorstep in two days, they set the expectation of two days. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Every time my flipping Amazon order doesn't come in two days, I get pissed. I don't know why I just get some <laughs> like, where is my Amazon? Because yeah. they set the expectation of two days. And so I just right. always think like, if it's prime, it better be here in two days. And it just right. like, it makes me mad. And you plan things around it. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm going on vacation in three days, but because it's Amazon prime, I'm going to get this in two days. They're telling me I'm going to get it in two days. All of a sudden you're on the plane and you, ha- you never received your Amazon and you're pissed and you're just like messaging them. Like, where's where the hell's my package? You know what I mean? But that's like out of alignment with expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, if Amazon said they were going to deliver in two days and it took four days and I was going to be like leaving in two days, I would be very, very upset. If a t-shirt brand said that it was going to take 10 days and it came anytime within the 10 days, I would be fine. That, be that was my expectation. That's that's what you said. And what I recommend people do and I I think you recommend this too, is like, try to make that like so vividly clear. Like literally every single product page on our website has the delivery time, like the estimated delivery time. And even now I know that Printful, they have like some automation where it actually shows on your website under, I believe it's under the call to action button, like the add to cart, where it actually Printful puts in the estimated delivery time. You don't even have to do anything. They do it for you. So that like, Having that right there is just so legit. Like, so as long as you have it on the product page and you try to make it really easy for people to see people, that's going to make people feel better. And I think some people get kind of scared. They're like, oh, I don't want to advertise that it takes so long because I'm afraid it's going to cost me sales. But the truth is setting expectations is much more important. You know, if you're open and honest and transparent about it, I don't think it's going to cost you many sales. Sure. Maybe some people be like, oh, this is an Amazon because I can't get it in two days and I need this for vacation, then I'm not going to buy it. Good. Because you weren't going to meet that expectation. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you can't, that is probably not going to be a good customer experience. So you probably don't want that sale because what's, what's going to happen. They're going to get super upset when they don't get after two days. And then they're going to complain and hate your company and ask for a refund. And you literally made nothing from any of it. Yeah. So, it's like, like, even if you had the inventory on hand, unless their customers right mm-hmm. down the street, USPS is going to take three days, you know, like yeah. to get across the country or whatever. So you're not going to meet that expectation. You're not, it's not yeah. going to be next day, you know, unless you're next day airing everything or something like it's not going to meet that expectation. And I think in most cases, print on demand is very reasonable with the shipping in some cases, pretty, yeah. pretty dang quick. Yeah. I like last thing I'll say about this is it, it keeps getting better. Like I yeah. keep seeing print on demands cutting down their production times. And we're probably only, only going to see that like accelerate over time. So mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'm going to hit you with the last one. It's maybe the most controversial. Go. Here we go. Adrian, print on demand such low quality. Like it's just how can you even <laughs> sell it when it's when it's so low quality, man? Okay. Well, there like I have a lot of thoughts on this one. Um so first of all, quality really is in the eye of the beholder. So 100%. I've created a six-figure brand and a seven-figure brand off of the back of print on demand. If it was such low quality that nobody would like it, there's no way these brands would be successful. And it's not just me. Like there's like you've had so much success with print on demand. So many other people have had success with print on demand. Like the quality, a lot of people are totally okay with the quality. And I actually think the quality is really good. I will Mm -hmm. say that on certain materials and like screen printing in general looks a little bit more, I guess I would call it retail quality versus DTG. However, like people could argue that, 
right now, mm -hmm. retro kind of vintage looks are super trendy. And most of them are DTG that I see. They're direct to garment. So that's actually super trendy. And a lot of people want it to look like, you know, not like screen printing. They want, they want that maybe a little faded look on a design or, or like they want to do things that screen printing can't do, like have gradients or something like that. Yeah. So I like that, that's a couple things I'll say about it. But I also will say that like, there's a lot of print on demand shirts and other products that are phenomenal quality, Yes. but like you kind of got to be in the know. So, um, like we both talked about this before where there are some things that just direct to garment isn't great for. Like, mm -hmm. I think I talked about this in a past episode. If, if someone created a hoodie and it just had a big, it was a black hoodie and had a big white square on it, that would not look good with print on demand. And it would look yeah. good with screen printing. That's something that I would advise against for people. But there are so many ways that you can make amazing, high quality, even retail quality designs in print on demand. If you know what, you know, kind of like a couple of these little things to avoid. So one thing is like, for example, one shirt that one color shirt that we sell a lot of is this kind of like light brown kind of natural color shirt. It's really popular right now. Um, kind of like a neutral nature kind of tan color. And uh, print on demand, like uh, direct to garment that we always do a black print on this brown shirt and it looks incredible. Like, I don't even think screen printing would look any better than this. Another thing is if you're doing like kind of finer, if you're not doing big blocky, if you're doing kind of finer like fonts and stuff like that, DTG can look really, really super yes. good on that. Very Not good. to mention that there's a lot of things that you can do with DTG that like that are more dynamic that you can't actually do with screen print. It's not even really an option. Um, and if you use a lot of colors on screen printing, you're going to be paying a ton of money in inks because you have to pay for every additional color, mm -hmm. whereas DTG can do that for you. So that's just like a couple of the things, not to mention that a lot of print-on-demand products don't even use direct-to-garment. They use dye sublimation yep. or they use embroidery, which in my experience, the embroidery on print-on-demand, I've used it for Printful and I've used it for another company through Printify. And it's like on par with the embroidery that I use a local embroiderer here in Phoenix for. Like the quality mm -hmm. is exactly the same. So I think I've given a number of reasons there. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I mean, really the same. I, I think that um, the first thing I would say, very similar to what you said, is that um, I tell students all the time, if you're listening to this podcast, you are like diving deep into this stuff the average consumer does not have any idea what screen printing is or DTG mm -hmm. or the difference, cannot tell the difference. Mm -hmm. Another thing, they're not looking at, when they buy a product from you, they're not looking at that product side by side with the exact same product printed with screen right. print and printed, printed with DTG. They're right. not comparing them, right? When you yeah. you guys, you know, a, a lot of people come on and watch my YouTube videos where I, I lay the same design out next to each other and we go, well, this one's a little bit more bright and this one's a little bit more dull. And it's like, they're not doing that. Right. Like, right. They're right. Gonna, in my experience, most customers get it and they go, oh, it's a cool t-shirt and they wear it. Totally. And it's, and it's just like, we just have, we are the, we own these businesses we mm -hmm. want the highest quality product. And so we have this unrealistic perception of what the yes. quality should be. And our customers have an entirely different uh, expectation of that quality. And so, you know, it's just, it's just two different printing technologies for the most part, DTG yeah. and screen print, and they have different strengths. And you mentioned so many of those screen uh, DTG, which is used with print on demand is great for pictures and abstract art and things mm -hmm. that have a lot of colors. colors if you're printing yeah. a person's face on a, on a t-shirt, direct to garment is light years better than print on right. demand and so right. much easier and cheaper to do. Right. If yep. you were going to go to a screen printer and you're going to say, I want this picture of this person printed on this t-shirt, they're going to be like, ah, there's 47 colors in that. Like I got to have a right. screen for every color and that's going to cost you $45 to get one t-shirt like, right. You know? Right. And so, and so with, with DTG, it's like, it just prints it and it, and it, and it can look really incredible. So you mentioned a lot of that. And then, and then just to echo that last point of, 
Um, this is just one type of product with print on demand. When we're talking about t-shirts and apparel that are printed usually with direct to garment, mm -hmm. there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other products that do not have any of the issues that might be brought up with direct to garment and with printing on t-shirts and right. apparel. The last thing I would add is we talked about in a previous episode in our predictions episode is that, you know, we're predicting that a lot of print on demand providers will switch to a direct to film model, or we'll add that to the, uh, to the printing methods Options. that they offer yeah. and direct to film offers potentially a, a different, different quality of, of t-shirt print and, and might excel in some of the areas that direct to garment doesn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure we'll have its own advantages and own disadvantages, but that's something that's coming as well and is already being introduced by many print on demand companies. So mm -hmm. I don't know that that's a lot of what I have to say about the quality. I, I also, and I'd be interested to hear what you say. Mm -hmm. I have had like a minute amount of customers over five years that have ever come back and said, man, this quality sucks. Sure, yeah. there have been there have been those customers. Of course, you're going to get them, but you're always going to get very happy small. customers. You're, you're like honestly, yeah. Lululemon. I wear a lot of Lululemon. I love them. I think their quality is amazing. There's people you look at their online reviews. These people are hating on them, saying it's like terrible and stuff. I'm like, this is about as good a quality as it gets for athletic gear, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, like, no matter how good you are, there's always going to be some unhappy customers, and that's okay. It comes with the territory. So. Like you're not going to solve all your problems by doing like a totally screen printed model. Like I actually don't even know. I would probably say we get the small number, the small amount of complaints that we get about quality, which is very small. Um, it's probably about the same for our direct to garment designs is the ones that we have locally screen printed. I like I don't so even know like a noticeable difference in the percentage of the people complaining. So guess it what? is what it is. Like screen printers mess hate, up too. Man. You know what I mean? Screen printers mess up too, guys. I'm sorry. Like right. screen printers mess up, embroiders mess up, sublimation. Like there are always some percentage that are going to be issues. Like I tell people this, I'm like, mm -hmm. you're acting like you're going to go have a local screen printer print you 500 t-shirts and there's not going to be any errors in any of those. Right. I, I've, I've had local screen printers print thousands of t-shirts and in some cases- yeah. 25% of them I have to take back and be like, you had a, you had this speck of ink in the screen that was there for 25 t-shirts that you printed this dot <laughs> on the t-shirt, you know, or you printed it off center or you printed it on the back and it's supposed to be on the front or whatever the case may be. Like there's always going to be those, those quality issues. But, but like, just to add to that, like, even if there aren't quality issues, like a lot of times people will complain about the shirt. Like we have these screen printed shirts, which I'll look at, I'll be like, oh, this is perfect. And people will be like, oh, I don't like the quality. It's like, how? It was literally perfectly screen printed, but like everyone has their preferences, right? Maybe they wanted it to be a little more faded. Maybe they wanted it to be a little more bold. Um, maybe they were unhappy with the shirt itself and not actually the print. You know what I mean? You, you just, yeah. you can't please everyone. And I think, I feel like the sooner you learn that, the sooner you're going to be able to just let go of those like occasional complaints, which it comes with the territory. Everyone gets them. Even the best, highest quality products out there, get them. So it is what it is. As long as it's not breaking your business, if, if you're seeing like a decent amount of customers returning and buying more, then you know that it's not a significant problem. Like if you if you keep seeing the same complaint over and over again, then that's probably something you should investigate. And you'll probably be able to be like, oh yeah, I I did a big white block on a black hoodie for DTG and I didn't know it would look like this because I didn't get to mm -hmm. see it. But now that I see it, I see why people are complaining. Like, and then you fix it really, really fast. You either discontinue it or you find some way to, you know, to adjust the design. But yeah. I would just add as we're kind of wrapping up, you know, this, this, this topic is, you know, if you're mm -hmm. listening out there, like what I tend to see is I, I see people get crippled by these potential, you know, uh, problems that they could face. There's problems with every business model, mm -hmm. you know, and, and there's so much information out there on YouTube, on blogs, on whatever courses, there's so much information that you can really get crippled by these kind of things of thinking like totally the quality is going to be low and the shipping is going to be slow and the, the margin's so low, like take imperfect action, go start yeah. your business and start worrying about the things that you can control. Like 
how much you're, uh, how, what kind of activities you're doing, like marketing and like selling and, uh, mm -hmm. making, you know, really high quality designs and all those kind of things. Like focus on those things that you control, go get customers yeah. Yeah. and, and, you know, worry about these things as they come up and mm -hmm. man, just take that in perfect action. Like go use print on demand. Totally. It's such a great tool. Test before you invest. That's, that's awesome. Test before you invest. <laughs> Uh, there's there's one rules. thing I want to say about this on what you just said, and this is actually pretty controversial. Maybe we'll get, maybe some people won't agree with me on this and that's okay. I don't, that's I don't okay. think I'm, I'm not a guru. I don't have all the answers. This is just what I'm thinking. Honestly, like I also hear that a lot, like getting these comments like, oh, you know, exactly what we talked about. The large, the margins are low. It's slow shipping. It's low quality, controversial, like, you know, response, they're excuses. They're just excuses that hold people back from taking action. And like people can disagree with me and that's totally fine. But at the end of the day, it is an excuse. If you're not taking action because of that, you have found an excuse that has convinced you not to take action. And while you're doing that, there's out people out there that aren't using an excuse that are taking action and they're seeing success. And so like, I just think, like, you know, we all have self-limiting beliefs. And I think that people need to kind of get over those self-limiting limiting beliefs. It's very hard as an entrepreneur because it can seem scary and risky and you want everything to be perfect. And I've seen people that have waited like a year to start their business, literally because they're trying to start when everything's perfect. Imagine if they didn't wait a year and how much better they would be after running their business for a year versus the day that they started that business a year later like how many more sales would they have made how like how much more how many more designs would they have dropped they probably would have found a winner most people don't launch with a winning design it just rarely ever happens it takes time you learn about your audience you optimize based on your audience you keep testing designs until you find something that wins and then it takes off um so yeah i just i i I think it's an excuse and I really hope that it doesn't stop anybody from taking action. Like test it for yourself. You know, if you think the quality is low, open a store and try selling. See if, if 90% of your customers yeah. come back and say your quality sucks, then yeah, you were right. But like in like, it's almost like, like, I, I don't know how to say it. Like it, it, it like won't happen. I don't know anyone <laughs> that's ever started a print on demand business that that's ever happened that they were like, Oh, I shut down because all my customers complain about the quality. If that, yeah. if that was the case, it was probably because of the design. Um, and it's something that you can change immediately with print on demand. So that's all I have to 100%. say about that. Boom. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you got value out of it, please leave us an honest review on whichever platform you're listening from. We are so grateful for you as a listener. Thanks again, and we'll see you in the next one. Hey.